We are now moving on to the most powerful external tool we have for Avodos Hashem. Last week we discussed in Os Ches the most powerful vehicles we have internally, which are Ava and Yira. Exactly, Ava and Yira are uh, the two wings with which we fly. Right, and, and that means was that we're able to use both simultaneously. Yep, the, the analogy we gave last time was like a uh, a person dancing at Simchas Torah with the sun on the shoulders. On the one hand, you're extremely happy; on the other hand, you're extremely cautious. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so the, there's uh, mm-hmm. again, it's it's two different uh, appreciations. In fact, the way that if you look in the Rambam. It's it's pretty apparent that the, in fact the yira that a person has leads to the ahava. Once you recognize how awesome Hashem is and how and how um, insignificant our life is without that, then the response of the neshama is to want to fly up and to do as much as we can, anything that we can, to do something for Hashem. Makes sense that's supposed to be the donkey too. Because that, we always have that. That's supposed to be the sustaining thing. So as long as we have the foundational point of year, then that should lead to Ahava. Right? You're saying that's the, that's the, the, the baseline is the right. year, right? Yeah. Okay, good. That's what we spoke about last week. So now we're going to mm-hmm. talk about uh, not the internal powerful engines that we have of Ava and year to drive us closer to Hashem, but the most powerful uh, all-in-all entity that there is, which is actually outside of man, which is known as Josh. Perfect. Very good. Okay. So, the study of Torah. Okay. Uh, Now, the truth is, when you say study, you have uh, tipped your hand. Everyone knows you're Lutvish. And all you can think about is the studying of Torah. There's also the Kriyat HaTorah. There's also the reading of the Torah. Studying of Torah is already a, a particular aspect. There's also just the the reading of the Torah. Kriya HaTorah, right? You know, on uh, Shabbos morning in Shul, we take out a Sefer Torah, read the Parsha, right? That's also a mitzvah of of uh, Limuda Torah, right? So here we go. So the Hashem gave us the most powerful tool, and that is the Talmud Torah. Um, it is really comprised of two parts. One is the reading of it, and the other one is the understanding of it. Now, of course, this is a very rough breakup, Sometimes you may have certain components of, you know, a certain mixture of the two, but the divide up is between the Torah, uh, the, the the reading of the Torah Shebeksav, and the learning of it, which is gonna which is gonna certainly entail a lot of Torah Shebalpeh. I mean, when we're learning Torah Shebalpeh, it's exclusively it's almost exclusively the second, the latter the understanding, right? The 
the language he uses Haskala. Haskala means the intellectual uh, grasp of something from a language of Seichel. Yeah? Um, which means, you know, first, just to understand something, um, everything in life is made up of outer, um, the body and the soul. Right? So just like we have a body and a soul, the Torah also has a body and a soul. The body, that's the letters, that's the, the words that make up the Torah Shebek Sav, that's the Kamesha Chum Torah, you know, the Torah scroll that we have in our Nakodesh, that's the body. And then the soul of it is that's the, that's the meaning, that's the, the concepts, that's the, the, the ideas that lie beyond it. So everything in the physical world should have a body and a soul? Yep. Now the soul can be smaller, bigger. Animals have a nefesh at least. Right. Yeah. Some something something yeah. internal, external. Yeah. Everything has an external and internal. Right? Uh, language. Uh, sometimes people hear of, of vessels and contents of the vessels, right? Or light that's contained in the vessels or something like that. Right, we're supposed to be like an angel over everything or something, right? Isn't that kind of the idea? Well, that's a little bit different. That's more speaking to the hashgacha, supervision, divine supervision. We're going to get into that in the second chalet. I'm just talking about the thing itself. Forget about external impact on it. The thing itself has an external vessel, a body, and it has some sort of an internal kernel of okay. something that's more lofty than that. Right, uh, uh, so so the Torah has the has the words, um, and it has the concepts that lie beyond the words. And these are the two. So he says, basically, we're talking about uh, what is the Torah. Uh, so the Torah is the expressed will of the Creator. Right, uh, so the expressed will of the Creator. H- how can that be put into words? And certainly, words such so so, so that are so concrete, uh, such as um, you know stories about people and uh, and discussions about I- items and objects, etc. Um, when the divine will is so infinite and so great, etc. So that's what he so he says over here, behold, Hashem in his kindness desired the Hiber Lonu Hibur Dvarm and compiled for us a compilation of words, like his, like his will decreed. Okay? And that is the Torah, the Nevim and the Ksuvim. So there is a there is a one can imagine the, the Hashem selected these words and tied each word with like a a string going up very very high to the heavens. And every time you touch this word, every time you read this word, it resonates very very high up. Right? That's that's um, that's what he says right now. He says that after Hashem compiled the Torah Nevim and Suvim. Shebesegulas hadvarim haheim yiyeh shemi etc etc. So what's the, what's the segula? Anybody know what the word segula means, Ezra? 
you know, like I'm Segula, right? But what about like you know? Have you ever heard of anybody telling you, oh, to Segula for yeah, this? Like, yeah. uh, like a hocus pocus, good, good, uh, I don't know, good, good omen. Um, uh, omen, mm, close. Uh, an auspicious action. Oh, oh, good action, good. So, because an omen is something that happens outside of you, and it speaks to predestiny, or it speaks to a certain plan, or whatever it may be. Right here, what you're doing actually is a segula. Um, is that uh, it's a um, an action with tremendous power, tremendous leverage power, right to change the world in much more powerful ways than we would expect. That's really what Segula means. Right? Now, how, do, how does a Segula work? So, obviously, what what means is uh, the action, just like every mitzvah, to a certain extent, is a Segula. Right? What's a mitzvah? A mitzvah is if, if uh, on Shabbos I take out my tefillin and I put them on my head, Nothing happens. Maybe something bad happens, right? But if during the week, uh, wake up on Sunday morning and I put it on film, then all of a sudden really, really powerful, wonderful things happen, right? What's the difference? The action that I did was the same action. The answer is yes. But there's a certain, you know, let's call it a magic, right? That is That, that happens when you put the film on at a time that, that you're commanded in. So that's a segula... Segula means that this action is very uniquely and powerfully connected uh, to the spiritual realms, like we spoke about before. Everything in the world has a certain segula, has a certain characteristic, has a certain, right, we said if you eat bark from certain trees, it alleviates pain. That's called Tylenol, right? But bark from other trees does not alleviate pain. Because not Tylenol, right? So that's a segula, it's a certain ability that the bark of that tree has that bark of other trees doesn't have, etc., etc. Right, a certain bacteria, a certain funguses, uh, their secretions can cure bacterial infections, right? Most funguses do not do that, right? So uh, penicillin comes from come some secretions of uh, ye- uh, yeast, fungus, something like that. Um, okay, so um, so that is a, a, a spiritual power that is imbued in the thing. So over here with the Torah, uh, Hashem took these words that were compiled into Chumash, into Nevim, into Ksuvim, and imbued them with a power of connecting the, the most, what he says over here, Shema, I'm going back to the beginning of all this test, this is the highest level of, of, of uh, Segula there is, this is the highest power that was handed over to us, which is the Torah, yeah? um, and therefore, he says, when a person reads the words, or study, or or, or um, understands the concepts that lie behind the words, is going to be tremendously powerful things happening. Now he does lay down over here a 
condition, few a couple conditions. He goes much more at length into this in Chelek Dalad Perak Base, where he talks about the mitzvah of Talmud Torah. He goes into many of the conditions that it takes so that the Talmud Torah should in fact have this segula nature. The reason why we're harping on this concept of segula means the power of the Torah is in the fact that it connects us to the divine will, which is very, very powerful, of course, to be connected to the divine will. But one is only connected to the divine will if, for example, one thing is, you're thinking about the fact that you're connected to the divine will. If a person is in the bathroom and reading a Torah book, right, um, like it was a newspaper, then definitionally he's not viewing this as being a connection to the divine will. Right? That's why he's reading it in the bathroom. That's why he's reading it like a newspaper. Yeah? So then, of course, not being connected to the divine will, so it doesn't have that segula, it doesn't have that, that special power. The greatness of the Talmud Torah is one that's connected to the will of the divine. So if a person is not connected to the will of the divine, then it doesn't have that great power. Okay? So therefore... He, he, again, you can say it short, concisely over here, much more elaborate later on in Chelek Dalad. Shemi, sheyehege bahem, bekedusha v'tara. Someone who will read these words with kedusha means understanding that the thing that down here is holy, the things that down here are special. Tahara means that it is Something that's transcendent, something that's out of this world. Kaddish is something that's in this world. Tahara is something that's out of this world, transcendent. Al hakavona hanechona, and that's, that's uh, number one has to be bikedushu b'tahara. Number two has to be with the intent, with the proper intent, which is what that I'm doing the will of Hashem. What does kedusha and tahara mean again? In ter- like practically, in terms of how we learn Torah, practically. Uh, it means, so Tahara, for example, he's going to talk about the fact that uh, a person has to um, be in a place which is not contaminated, not not to be in a bathroom, okay. right? Um, to have clean hands when, when learning Torah, right? If a person, um, some people have, I have. I have a habit of sometimes scratching my skull when uh, and and that's a problem. It's a problem. It's a for shochanarch. It's a problem that it uh, makes one's hands be unclean and uh, then it's important to try to clean them immediately while it's learning. Like rub them on the table or something. Um, okay, so when we get into the halachas it's it's uh, you know of midi de menake in uh, in, in the beginning of Orachayim, we'll, we'll discuss the, 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 all the ins and outs, all the details. Certainly, if you can wash your hands with water, that's the best. If you can't wash your hands with water, you, you could take a scratchy material, like a good thick woolen blanket or something, is probably the best thing you could get your hands on. And just try to scrape and scratch your hand so that it'll be nice and clean. Yeah? Um, that those are as, those are, those are those are aspects of of tahara. Aspects of kedusha is one example would be making a birka satora. 
blessing the Torah, blessing on the Torah, right? Another aspect would be uh, potentially to learn with your head covered, right? So when we have a head covering, right? I recognize there's something really great happening over here. I'm, I'm humbled, I'm, right? Uh, I realize that this is a great venture that I'm taking on. This is a holy thing that I'm, that I'm dealing with. Um, and uh, such things. Okay. The way that we treat the Sefer Torah, the respect that we give the Sefer Torah, when we bring out the Sefer Torah, people kiss it, people people bow down to it a little bit, you know, everybody kind of faces towards it, everyone stands up. Those are all, all that conduct, right, that we see uh, in, in, in the basic Nessus. When we take out a Sefer Torah, all of that is to convey the Kedusha and the Tahara of the Sefer Torah, so that when we when we lane from the Sefer Torah, it has a it has a, a a status so much so of having being to a certain extent a mini Maimed Har Sinai, a mini re-giving of the Torah at Har Sinai. That's uh, obviously why it happens on Shabbos. Um, who knows which day of the week the Torah is given on? Don't get only if you know. Only if you know. No. Uh, so the, the Gemara in Shabbos Daf Pei Ches or Pei Zayin Base says uh, says that Lekuli Alma the Torah was given on Shabbos. Everybody agrees, even though there's a Machlekes if it was given on the sixth of Sivan or the seventh of Sivan, but everybody agrees it was given on Shabbos. Yeah. So on Shabbos we take out the Sefer Torah, lay it. Okay, so that is the Kiddush and the Tahara and the, and the Kavana and the Chona of the fact that I'm doing this to fulfill the will of Hashem. Um, so then it brings in a tremendous Shlemus into the person, tremendous level of completion into the person, which of course is what we've said, been saying the whole time, is what we're after. Um, and that's why the Jewish people are considered the people of the book. Okay, that's one. Now, uh, the other one is the Haskalah, the understanding of things. Now, the understanding of the, of the Torah that we learn, he breaks up into two components. One is the, underst- the, the exerting oneself to understand and to know what you're doing, what the Torah is talking about, what, what the concepts, the, the laws that it's teaching us. And number two, to know that which was transmitted to us. That which we receive from our rabbis. Yeah? And of course, these two correspond to Bina and Chochmah. Bina is what we can learn out ourselves, the sweating the process of Lomi Davar Mitoch Davar, understanding one matter from another, contrasting things, comparing things, putting things together, seeing how they fit, etc. Um, whereas the Yidias Ma Shemoser Lonu. Mipirushehem, the na- the knowing, the knowing of that which was given over to us from the explanation, right? We have a lot of Torah Shabal Pet, we have a lot of oral tradition. Knowing that, Masha Kibel Mirabo, that which you received from your Rebbe, that's called Chachma. So, and that's all of learning. All of learning is number one, gathering the information, gathering the the Torah Shabal Pet, the oral Torah, what it says about the written Torah, yeah? and then analyzing it, processing it using our Bina to understand it to the best of our abilities. And that, he says, gives a person, according to his Ishtalos, to how much effort he puts in, 
which by the way, notice, it's, it's, it's commensurate to the effort, not to the results. Um, I think we spoke about it in the Mesul Sisharim, right? That's why the bracha that we make on the learning of Torah is, Jeff, what kind of bracha we make on learning Torah? What, what are we saying? I'm sorry? Mistakes. No, the blessing. The blessing that we made before learning Torah. We, we, oh, in the morning? Yeah, whenever, whenever, you, whenever you're making the blessing. Yeah, so... I share Kiddushanu, who sanctified us, b'mitzvosav, with his mitzvahs, v'tzivonu, la'asok, very good, la'asok b'divri Torah, beautiful. La'asok means to toil, right? So, unfortunately, point out, we say to toil... Yosef, why do we say to toil, not to learn Torah? Why don't we say to learn Torah? oriented about process. Exactly, it's about the process. It's about the exertion, right? Because it's not about how successful you are. First of all, success depends on natural talents. That's irrelevant. How much your talents are, right? Number two, it depends on help from Hashem. That also you don't get reward for, right? The shleimus, the completion that we get, is commensurate with the amount of exertion that we put into it. That's all it corresponds to. Right? So, Yikne Kithi Hishtadluso, he'll acquire in accordance with his exertion. Shleimus al Shleimus. Now, here it's a Shleimus on top of a Shleimus. What's this two story Shleimus? One Shleimus on top of another Shleimus. Right, that doesn't make sense. Well, it means it's a very high level of Shlemus, obviously he's trying to tell you, right? But Shlemus on top of Shlemus, what does he want from that? So if you look earlier, when he was describing what happens when a person just reads the Torah, right? Kriyata Torah, reading the Torah, there he said what? That a person will gain V'yisatzim bo al yodam maila el yona v'shlemus godol Admeod, a tremendously great Shlemus, one. And now that we're talking about the learning of Torah, the understanding of the Torah, the, actually the, thing, the concepts that lie behind it, which is the Torah Shebaal Peh, now we're going to acquire Shlemus on top of Shlemus. I mean, on top of that first Shlemus is going to be a second Shlemus. It's a, it's a greater level of Shlemus, a Shlemus on top of Shlemus. Why is that? So obviously because, like we spoke out earlier, that in, in the first case, when a person is just reading the Torah, Nevim or Ksuvim, the Tanakh, so he's dealing with the, with the body of the Torah, with the, with the, with the, with the words of the Torah, right? not with the internal concepts that lie beyond the words. Right? So if you can get to the concepts that lie beyond the words... That's a shleimus on top of shleimus. That's that's you're touching like so to speak the neshama and not the goof of the Torah. So now you, you, you'd expect that we're that, that we would be done here, but then the Ramchal goes to add a third layer, and he says, "V'koshekin, how much more so if the person is going to learn." Is he's going to understand the uh, secrets of the Torah, the storim v'razehem, the secrets and the and the the hidden and the secret 
parts of the Torah. Shekol inyan mehem sheyaskil. The whole concept of it is to understand. Yukovitz atzim. Benishmoso madrega mina madrega. So then he's going to acquire a unbelievably high, 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 much higher than anything else. Okay? So, learning two things over here. Number one, what we're saying is that, what? Torah. That's true. That's true. Torah, 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 Torah. But the third, so Torah, we got. Torah, Torah, we also got. What about Torah, Torah, Torah? Right? This last one. Koshikin. How much more so if you learn the hidden and the secret parts of the Torah, which some people have uh, classified the Derech Hashem as the gateway to that. If you don't learn Derech Hashem, um, you don't stand a chance. You're just wasting your time. Especially considering that he says over here, listen to what the Ramchal just said. Shekol Inyan Mayhem, the entire concept of learning Torah and the Ramos and the and the Rosim, the hidden and the secret, the entire concept of it is Sheyaskil that a person should understand. I mean this is going in accordance with what he just explained to us earlier. That the greatness of Torah Balpeh over Torah Baksav is Torah Baksav you just read it, read it, read it. Maybe even memorize where every passage is. I, I walk over to you. Hey, where the, where, you know, give me the chapter and verse for where, you know, Rivka says to Eliezer, I'll go. And tell me exactly the verse. Boom, the guy shoots it off. Great, that's good for you. So you've got a very good control over the body of the Torah. You, 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 you really uh, memorize that thing, right? That's good. But the deeper thing is to understand what's happening behind it. Now that understanding what's happening behind it is on a certain level. But that understanding does not touch the inner depths of the Torah. That's the that's the nister, that's the hidden, that's the that's the rosim, that's the secrets of the Torah. And says the Ramchal over here, the whole the whole of Kabbalah is the Haskalah, is the understanding. Not what people think, and this is a big war that the Ramchal fought against people's misunderstanding of Kabbalah that people think Kabbalah is memorizing lots of fancy terms and, and looking at charts and, and um, you know, hocus-pocus, you know, weir, you know we, weird stuff, right? Strings. What? Red strings. And red strings, of course. Right? Um, so, so he's saying, no, the entire thing of it is the understanding. It's even more understanding. It's understanding deeper and deeper going that extra level beyond the what would be called the drush and entering into the realm of of uh, of Remus and Sod. So how important is it for a, like a typical person to strive for that considering how elevated it is and how significant it is to be able to tap into that? Well, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, did everybody hear, did everybody hear uh, Yosef's question? Yosef wanted to know how important is it for a regular person uh, to strive for for that, to learn Kabbalah. Um, so, meaning you qualify by regular persons uh, to exclude yourself because you, know, <laughs> you you are you're an outstanding Ben So you're asking for other people, right. for those people. Uh, 
yeah, I think those people probably is not not such oh, a good yeah, idea. Chance, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but but what now? What about for a Benalia? What about for a person who is really laser focused on having a, a very powerful relationship with Hashem and reaching his levels of shlemus? What about that person? It's a good question. L- listen, it's kind of like um, you talk to a businessman, you tell him, listen, there's this one field extremely lucrative, very hard to get into, extremely lucrative. There's another field where you can, you know, maybe not as lucrative, but you can make a lot of a lot of business deals over there, right? You could, so maybe down the line, I don't know, you know, you you, you might, uh, you know, where are you going to make more money, right? So, a person, if you if you if you stick to, to, just mikra, and drush, right? To reading the psukim, shtein mikra vechatargum, right? Um, and then drush, which is. Um, whether it be Mishnayas or Gemora or or Gurarya, etc., you're definitely getting big, big, big stuff because you're understanding what you're learning. You're understanding it, and that's if you understand it, then you're getting the Shlemus on top of Shlemus. And in, in in the realm of Jewish, it is possible to understand. It is possible to understand for for more or less everyone. When you're going into these things, if you can manage to understand properly, which is going to take a lot, a lot, a lot of hagdamas, of introductions, such as knowing the Derech Hashem backwards and forwards in depth, right? The, uh, and then going through all the Sefer Maral, right? Then working on some of the others for him, right? So then, hopefully you understand. If you understand, it's big payoff. But if you don't understand, then you... says the Ramchal, in one of his letters, he says, if you don't understand what you're doing in Kabbalah, you're just memorizing terms and charts, it's a, it's a waste of time. So, it's, uh, yeah. What about, does one need the Psukim and the Drush in order to actually get to these other levels? I, I'm hearing the Rosh call suggest that maybe there's a way of skipping ahead, like the businessman that can just cut through the other business deals without actually getting there. Uh, the, the Shach brings a person shouldn't learn Kabbalah unless he is Mali Kreso Bishasoposkim. Unless his stomach is filled with and his, his belly, unless his belly is filled with with uh, with Gemora and, and Rishonim and Achronim, he shouldn't venture into those areas. Person has to know how to learn. You have to know. You have to know how to learn very well. What about the act of not understanding? seems like, obviously, the effort is a, is a key component. So a person puts in tremendous amount of effort, but they never get to really understanding. Is the, is the reward still, is the shlamus still there, even if they're not uh, necessarily understanding as well as they should? I guess if he's really being honest with himself, he's really, really trying to understand, he's not fooling himself, he's not wasting time, he's really, really trying, then he'll receive Kifish Tadusa. It's a good question. Okay. Um, so now, now, the question that, 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 that was bothering me over here is, the Ramchal kind of, the, the order over here is not, doesn't really make sense, seemingly. He told us that there are two levels of Torah. And what are they? One is the reading of the written Torah, and the other one is the understanding of it. Right? Um, and then he goes on to list 
seemingly three things. He lists mm-hmm. the reading of Torah, the understanding of it, and how much more so the Kabbalah. So, the how much more so doesn't doesn't really belong. Like what, what, I mean, obviously, the how much more so is a subcomponent of the Torah Shabbal Pev, of the Haskalah, of understanding the Torah, right? But, so why go into it? Why, bre- why break it apart? Meaning, you told me the, that it's the Havana and the idea of Masha Mosru Lanu Mipiru Shehem. Now, this is included in that, isn't it? I mean, it, it's a part of it. it. It's a deeper part, it's a more complicated part, but it is a part. So, what... Why did he introduce it as like a separate category, as a separate um, discussion? Just, just like he didn't separate between Mishnayos and Gemara, right? He didn't separate between Mishnayos, Gemara versus Gemara and Tosfos. Like Gemara Tosfos is much more complicated than just Gemara by itself, right? You also have, you haven't learned, you haven't seen nothing yet, right? And then you talk to Ezra about Hoshan Mishpat with Rishonim and with Yachronim, and right, it's uh, even more complicated, right? So um, it seems like it's extra. So why why is he breaking this apart? So um, so the truth is that the, the the I think he's alluding to the concept. Uh, if we haven't seen it yet, we're going to see it. There are three worlds that parallel worlds that exist the spirit the physical world that we're in directly that our body is in that we interact with on a moment to moment basis which is the world of Asiya of action above it is the world of Yitzira um, is the world of angels and above that is the world of Bria the world of the of the disembodied powers in the language of the Ramchal yeah um, now, so the Mepharshim say that the Torah itself also has these three components. The Torah has three components. One, in the world of Asiya, that's the Torah Shebeksav, that's the written Torah that's down here that we have lying in the Arna Kodesh. Then there's the concepts that lie behind it. That's the, wor- that's the Torah of the world of Yitzira. That would be like Drush, um, Mishnayas, Gemorah, etc. And then there is the Torah of the world of Bria, which is Kabbalah. Right? That's, it's, it's a different category altogether. And the fundamental difference is that in the, in the world, in the, in the Drush, in the Drushim of Torah, you're still dealing with the, the objects. Um, you know, maybe reading about the same Shor Shanagasapara, the, the bull that gored the cow, but instead of an Upsukim, where it's just a story about a bull goring a cow, now in Drush it's going to be discussing all sorts of obligations that man, one man has to another, etc., and who, who can take out what, uh, and other, what, what circumstances. Um, whereas in the, uh, the Torah's Nister, as it's called, the, the hidden Torah, the Torah of the world of Bria, the discussion is about the conduct of Hashem. Meaning, deep inside, there's a third inner layer. We said everything has a body and a soul inside. So the Torah has a body, that's the psukim themselves. Has a soul inside, that's the concept that lies beyond the psukim. And there's the will, the divine will that lies inside of that. And the, and that's and that's the focus of the of the of the Torah's nister. So 
so, so I think that's what he's that's what he's after to try to point out to us that of course that that's really is included still in the war, the you know the Haskell, the understanding of things that is included in that but um, but it's but it's a whole different realm and that's obviously why it's so much more powerful etc and um, yeah people should know what they're doing and um, yeah if a person can it's definitely a big thing okay um, that is that the, uh, the, are there any questions that gets us to the end of all tests action to see uh, angels tradition for creation yeah Action is the, 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 wor- the world of physicality, right? That's that's the that's the world. The world of Asiya is the world of physicality. That's the Sefer Torah. And so the so the physical thing about the Torah is the Sefer Torah is the actual the black ink on white paper, mm-hmm. not not a paper on white parchment. Mm-hmm. Then the more spiritual of that is the world of thought, the world of concept. That's the world of Yitzhira. And then the more spiritual yet of that is the Hanhaga of Hashem, the will, the will of Hashem that lies beyond all of that. That's the, the Torah of the Olam Abriya. Uh, isn't, isn't there a fourth dimension that we're leaving out? What's dimension? Of the, of the four different worlds? A, f- a fourth world. Yeah. Yeah. So the the Ramchal will tell us it's not really a world. It's just it's just used. It's it's, it's described as such as a borrowed term. Uh, that is the actual conduct, the conducts of of, of the of, of the divine itself, um, and the Torah of Atzilus that's reserved for all Maba. So you're gonna have to wait for that one. Okay, makes sense. Okay. Um, let's start. Let's start all feud. Veulam sibaskol matzave haodam. whether it be all the situations of man, whether it be situations of choshech, of darkness, or situations of light, it's all depends on the divine, the, 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 the revelation of the divine to man. Whether there is an increased revelation of the divine to us, that is a situation of increased shleimus, of, of, of light, of... Uh, Goodness or Chasva Shalom, the concealment thereof, and therefore lack of all these good things. Kihine kol Masha Ha'adam, Ha'adam Boruchu, Mayor Ponov, the more that Hashem illuminates his face to us, so then a person becomes more completed, 
more shalim. And this really, he, can, he did touch on this point earlier in um, in Perak Base, uh, saying that uh, that really our striving for shleimus and self perfection and our striving for dveikus um, in Hashem, closeness to Hashem, which is the ultimate thing that one wants. Why, why is the ultimate thing that we want the dveikus to Hashem? Why is the ultimate thing that we want dveikus to Hashem? Um, everything wants a connection to its source. Because the dveikus is the giving of the good. Exactly. It's the, it's the best way. Hashem can't give us the ultimate good outright. Yeah? Can't give us the ultimate good outright because it is Him. But So Hashem found the best way to do it, which is to allow us to be nizdabek in Him, to cling to Him and share in that goodness. So the ultimate purpose is the dveikus. Right, that's what that's 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 where Hashem wants us to get to, and the way that we're going to get to there is through shleimus, through reaching our shleimus, and we're going to be similar to Hashem and fit for dveikus. Towards one of the main vehicles. Uh, no, the main vehicle. What? Towards the main vehicle. Torah is the most powerful vehicle. Torah is the most powerful vehicle. Yes, um, external, external. Inside of man, the, the most powerful things are the uh, yira and ahava. The man can. Right, right, right. Strengthen himself, and, but yeah, but by, but the Torah is the most powerful thing. Um, so, but over here we're saying that really the two of them are the same. Which is the a person's shleimus is not you're not going to reach shleimus by pushing Hashem away, saying, "Okay, yeah, I'll see you in seventy years. I'm going to go over here. I'm going to work on my shleimus, right? And then I'll going to become another shleim. I'm going to come. I'll come. I'll talk to you then. No, it doesn't work that way." All shleimus, he says over here, is a result of ha'aras panim, of a radiance of Hashem's divine, of closeness to the divine light. So, if you get, if you get it, if you get that closeness, you have that moment of closeness. That shleimus, shleimus is closeness, closeness is shleimus. And the truth is, to a certain extent, that's a little bit of maybe, 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 that's the machlaikis between the Hasidim and the Bali Musr, right? Which way do I go about it? Is it that in my Shleimus lies true closeness to Hashem? Meaning, the more I perfect myself, the more I discover Hashem in front of me? Or is it that in the closeness to Hashem, I discover my Shleimus, which is more the Hasidic approach? Does that make sense? Can the Rosh Kol say it one more time? Yeah. Um, we're saying, we hear you said before, he's saying again over here, that Shleimus, my own self-perfection, and Dveikus to Hashem, are really two flip sides of the same coin. Right? The... Hashem, the radiance of Hashem's face, uh, so to speak, um, is the cause for Shleimus, and Shleimus is the result from closeness to Hashem. So the question is, how do I go about it? One option is, I work on being a kind person, let's say. That's Shleimus. And 
In that, I'm going to discover, wow, that's called being close to Hashem. That's the Bal Musra way. The other way is, I work on being close to Hashem. I work on understanding the presence of Hashem here with me and everything, everything, and that will help me to become a kinder person. Go from Shlemus to Dveikus or Dveikus to Shlemus. Really, the two of them are one and the same. That's Hasidim. Uh, Hasidim means uh, the pious ones. Um, yeah, so the truth is, yeah, it's, it's all it's all really one. The question is um, of stylistic approach, you know, which way to go. It's, it's all one. Okay, so actually, so you know, we're gonna we're gonna pick up on Ol's feud over here next week because I, I need to stop. And um, okay, we'll look forward to going through that. Okay, shkoyach everybody. Let's keep up the good work. Let's continue.